You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church in Canton, South Dakota. We're a church that strives to make disciples of Jesus Christ who make a difference. To learn more, visit us at cantonsdumc.org. And now, here's Pastor Clay. Our scripture this morning comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 6. I'm reading verses 5 through 13, where Jesus gives the Lord's Prayer to the larger crowd gathered at the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, I'm reading from the Good News Translation, which is the same translation as your Pew Bibles. And so if you wanted to follow along, our reading today is on starts on page 7 and turns the page to page 8. But let us join together in hearing the Word of God this morning. Jesus said, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. They love to stand up and pray in the houses of worship and on street corners so that everyone will see them. I assure you, they have already been paid in full. But when you pray, go to your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what you do in private will reward you. When you pray, do not use a lot of meaningless words as the pagans do, who think that their gods will hear them and because their prayers are long. Do not be like them. Your Father already knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, may your holy name be honored. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need. Forgive us the wrongs that we have done as we forgive the wrongs of others that have done to us. Do not bring us to hard testing. But keep us safe from the evil one. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you. For you, O God, are our rock, and you are our redeemer. And we give you thanks for who you are as we say together, Amen. Today we're continuing our message series on the Lord's Prayer, and we're coming to the second phrase of the Lord's Prayer, and I just wanted to have it on the screen there this morning. Let us say it together. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Now, Catholic priest and uh, Jesuit scholar Father Daniel Harrington once wrote that this one phrase is the central concern of the entire Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done be done on earth as it is in heaven. And really, this is more than just the central concern of this prayer. This is the central concern of our entire lives of faith and the lives that we live in Jesus' name. If we really pray and understand this phrase, we understand Jesus' desire for God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven and God's desire for us to be agents of making this happen. If we really understand what it means that God's will is done and God's kingdom comes, we understand all of why Jesus did the things that he did. Everything in Jesus' ministry boils down to this phrase. Jesus' ultimate desire was for God's will to be done and for God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. This is why Jesus healed the way that he did. This is why Jesus taught the things that he taught. This is why Jesus went to the cross. It is central to our understanding. What I mean to say is that the Lord's Prayer and this phrase in particular is a big deal. 
but it has such a deeper meaning that we can miss because it is such a short phrase. And we barely we say it and we pray it and we barely even think about what it actually means. Yet it remains this huge deal, this anchor to our faith, this statement that reorients our lives. I mentioned this briefly last week, and I'm going to bring it up again because last week was weird and I mentioned it briefly, but last week we talked about hallowed be thy name. And we talked about the fact that that thy stands in the way of any my I might say. The Lord's prayer is not about my name being hallowed, my name being made great. It's about God's name being made great. And to an even more intense degree, thy will be done, thy kingdom come, stands in the way of my will and my kingdom. Because maybe we don't want to admit it, but we do have a kingdom. You all have your own little kingdom, this little place in your life, and not maybe even a very little place, this place in your life where you are ultimately in control. And sometimes our desire is for my kingdom to be built on earth, for those areas where I have ultimate control to be made even bigger. Because like we talked about with the little kids, it's not always fun to be the follower. It's not always fun to be the one who isn't in control. Being in control is fun because you can make other people do what you want them to do. Your kingdom can come. And we also have a will. We have a will. We have a vision for what we want the world to look like and how we want the world to operate. In the back of our minds, we all have this little idea in the back of our heads that those things that are off kilter in our world could be made so much better if only I was in charge. But the nitty-gritty little secret of that is that sometimes the things that we think we could change are things that actually benefit us. And I can say that because I have a will like that. I do. It's a part of being a human person. I have a will like that. My will is that everyone would cheer for the sports teams that I like and no other sports teams at all. I have a will that the teams that are playing football would be the, and, and, and win would be the teams that I pick in my weekly pick em league, and I would win that league every single week. It doesn't work like that, by the way. I have a will that everyone would, everyone would read Scripture the same way that I do that we would never have a theological conversation whatsoever because you'd open your Bibles and read Scripture and say, oh my gosh, Pastor Clay's right about everything. I'm not, and it's okay. You know that, right? It's important to me that you know that. My will says that everyone should be as excited about traffic circles as I am. I've about died twice today. I like traffic circles. It makes me giddy. It, makes my, it drives my family crazy. But I think traffic circles are awesome. This is my will. But then I pray the Lord's Prayer. And there's no room for my will in the Lord's Prayer. And that's okay. I pray the Lord's Prayer and I say, God, thy will, not my will be done. 
I pray the Lord's Prayer and I say, God, not my kingdom, but thy kingdom come. I pray the Lord's Prayer and I realize that my will is not compatible with the things that Jesus has said. I pray the Lord's Prayer and I realize that the things that I want are not what God wants for me as they've been revealed in Scripture, as Jesus has said in the Gospels. Not my will be done, not my kingdom come, but God's. This is why Jesus taught the way that he taught in the Sermon on the Mount, our scripture for this morning. Jesus began teaching this crowd how to pray, and in so doing, he taught them the difference between thy will be done prayers and my will be done prayers. And Jesus started with the my will be done type prayers. Jesus says there are those that stand on the street corners and those that stand in the houses of worship and pray these big, long, flowing, elaborate prayers. Not out of the depth of their heart, but so that other people will see them. And Jesus says they have their reward. Jesus says there are those that pray, that seek attention, that want to be seen as holy without being holy. And that is a my will be done type of a prayer. And Jesus rebukes that. Jesus says, don't be like that. Jesus says, pray this way. What Jesus is interested in, what God calls us to, is a prayer that is focused on God. Thy will be done. This prayer that Jesus teaches to all of his disciples across time and space is a prayer that is simple and concise, yet profound and rich. And the question for us becomes, if we are going to become the type of people who pray, thy will be done and not my will be done, the question becomes, if we're going to become these types of people, what is it that needs to change? Who is it that needs to move? Who is it that needs to yield? Whose kingdom must fall in order for the kingdom to be built? The answer is not God, by the way. It is not God who needs to move. It is not God's kingdom that needs to yield. It's mine. And it's yours. God's kingdom come, God's will be done is an invitation for us to make the world more as God intended it and less like we want it to be. In praying, thy will be done, we give up our desire for my will to be done. And like really the ideal would be for those two, two things to be aligned, that my will would be God's will and I would follow God's will, but there are times where those things come in conflict. And I'm the one that has to move. I'm the one that has to become more like John the Baptist and say that he must become greater so that I must become lesser. My will has to go by the wayside if I'm going to follow God's will. Because God does have a will. God does have a vision for the, what the world could and more than could. God has a vision for what the world should look like on earth as it is in heaven. It is God's desire 
for this divine paradise of heaven to be a present and active reality here on earth. That our lives on earth would pattern themselves after life in heaven, after God's ideal. And God's ideal is, as it is revealed in Revelation chapter 21, a world with no pain, a world with no injustice, a world with no hate. The problem is, is us. The problem is, is that there are those that have their own will. There are those that are willing to pray flashy and self-indulgent prayers. There are those that would seek my will and my kingdom over and above God's. But when we pray earnestly and fervently these words, when we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, we are telling God and anyone else that's listening, by the way, were that we desire to live a life that is focused on the coming of God's vision for the world. Where God's will becomes our primary concern, not just in prayer, but in all of our lives. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let it be so. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, we give you thanks for the reality of your will. We give you thanks for the reality of your life and your desire for what we should be doing. Give us the courage to seek it. Give us the wisdom to find it. And then give us the strength to follow. Because it does take strength to yield. It does take strength to give up control when control is so much easier. Help us to realize the ways that we are making a my will be done type decision. Help us to realize the ways that we are not aligned and then give us what we need in order to find alignment, to find harmony, to find our place with you as we acknowledge that you are our leader, that you are our rock, that you are our redeemer, that you are our strength, that you are all of these things. And we can and should trust and follow you. In your name we pray. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church. Join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship. And now go in peace and serve the Lord. I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly Cut for Time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe.